that's my little spill. Welcome to Industry Talk Podcast. Welcome to the extra live, live, live episode. If you're just tuning in, we are live on Industry Talk Podcast Instagram. Shout out to y'all for tuning in. We are live on my personal Facebook page at Jasmine Lee, and we are also live on Industry Talk Podcast on YouTube, and of course, we are recording it for Spotify. So we we about to just be everywhere. I just decided I'm going to be everywhere. Now, just like every other episode, let me just talk to you about our sponsors. We are sponsored today by USCCA. USCCA is a self-defense insurance and also training program. You can find the link in the description on everywhere we are live. Um, USCCA, you know, I'm not one of those people who know all the information. So I give you a link so you could go find the information yourself because I don't want to tell you anything wrong. But listen, I don't know about you, but I might can afford hats, but I don't think I can afford a lawyer on deck every single time I walk out the house and have my firearm on me. So it's good to have insurance for everything and having insurance for self-defense is great. Now me, I always say, you know, is it going to cover me even if I hit somebody over the head with a toaster? Because not that I'm violent, but I am very creative when you're getting on my nerves. So yeah, it's self-defense. It's not just for firearms, even though instructors and all of us, we all like, ah, USCCA, it's actually self-defense insurance. Like I've actually went through and read and asked questions is actually self-defense insurance. And, you know, they help with the bill and the bond and the lawyer, they give you a little card and you can do, you know, call them and they'll speak for you. And, you know, it tells you what to say and then you shut up kind of thing. And I'm all for shutting up. I don't want to say nothing. I ain't got nothing to say. Lawyer, lawyer, that's me. So USCCA, but we're also bringing this to you by Mantis Tech. I talk about Mantis Tech every episode because I think it's one of the best ways to train at home. Um, It's like bringing an instructor home with you. Take some training, practice, and now you got this practice tool that you have a trainer with you. So it's kind of the best of both worlds, but it uh, it does not substitute actual training. So make sure that you still take training courses, training classes, You still do your thing with the training, but if you're going to train and practice what you learned in training at home, Mantis is a good um, thing to have, and they have a lot of different things. They have um, the Blackbeard, and then they have the Blackbeard X. They have the, um, what is it? They got the Laser Academy, and then they have their original Mantis X-10, and Mantis, I mean, it's for shotguns handguns, rifles. Um, You could do live fire and you can do drive fire. It's a plethora of things. That link is also going to be in the description on YouTube as well as my uh, Instagram and um, my Facebook. So definitely those two things I really want everybody to check out, except for my New Yorkers. If If there are New Yorkers watching, you can get the Mantis, but you can't get USCCA. So sorry. New York is a butthole of its own. So they do not allow that kind of insurance because they barely want you to have a gun in the first place. So those are the sponsors now that I got the bills paid and got that out of the way um, and told you that the links will be in the description. You know that we drink um, and we, you know, smoke every episode. Um, So I got my Pellegrino, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this this helps me clean my palate and then, you know, 
I like the little bubblies and stuff. So what we do have is today's smoke. I'm sure it's all the all the cameras that are um whatchamacallit and whatnot. So we have today we have Castro Brothers Blue Ridge Torpedo. I actually enjoy torpedoes. I actually let me see if I can get it clear. I actually enjoy torpedoes. So yeah. So that's what we got today. Mm. I don't know. It's kind of a little bit of a blueberry. Okay, it's a little blueberry, a little fall leaves kind of aroma that I'm getting. Now, I was going to drink today. Um, I did my description, a little pre-description, and I was going to um, drink Dorley's 12-year rum. Last week, I had Dorley's 8-year rum, which is magnificent. But I was going to drink Dorley's 12-year rum, but uh, then I left it out on the bar. And so... There we go. So we're just going to do water, okay, because I don't feel like getting up and going to get that. So as usual, wet the tip. You can take that however you want to take that. And then a little snip at the top. I might need to snip it more. That is one thing about torpedoes that you actually, once you do that first little capping, that little tiny cap, it might not be a big enough cap removal to actually in you know get the smoke through so we'll see i was gonna do matches today because i got this hat on and it just feel like you should be doing matches when you got this hat on so i don't know let's see how we do with that we're doing okay Here we go. Wasn't enough for me. Me and the matches. Me and matches don't really get along like that. So, of course, I got my torch. Now, you got to check me out. This is my favorite watch. Let me see. Let me make sure I get it in all the cameras. My favorite watch, Invicta. Right? See that? Uh, and then I found this bracelet in Barbados that is also iridescent. And then... I'm at a cigar event, and I found an iridescent uh, Rocky Patel cigar torch, and it just look, it just made my day. So anyway, I decided not to do the matches. It takes too long. So you want to light it? You want to get it all lit? Want to try to turn your cigar just to get on every side of the cigar. The goal is to have an even light. It doesn't always happen like that, you know. So today we're just doing water and we're doing cigar, which will help with my palate too. And I can kind of pull out all the notes that I can um, pull from here. So, you know, maybe tonight is not a drinking night. Usually I have something 
standing over here, but I don't tonight. So we'll just do without. This torpedo's giving me trouble. There we go. All right. Now that we have all of the maintenance uh, done, um, where we're where people can view it, um, the the sponsors, as well as what will be in the description. I'm still going to keep the 12-year door lease thing in the description because I still recommend that you guys try that. It is a Barbados rum that you can get in the States. Now, I got to warn you, it might not taste exactly the same as it does in Barbados. I don't know what happens, but when it gets shipped over here, it just loses something. I, I don't know. You got to ask Rihanna. I don't know what it loses, but it does lose. So, Today's topic, I have a few topics that I want to touch on, and it's it's kind of why I went live on all the platforms, because I want some feedback from some operators as well, and just, you know, in general public or whatever. So basically, we have a couple viral videos that uh, I have came across in the last couple of days. So the first video I want to touch on is now I should have like downloaded the videos and tried to, you know, get them up here for you. But the first video um that I want to discuss tonight is the Glorilla video. The Glorilla video. Um, if you haven't seen it, I'm gonna give you a brief description, right? All right, so Glorilla's in the club for some reason, she's not about to perform. She got a bunch of people paid to see her perform. We don't want to see you do nothing else, but what we paid you to do is basically how they feeling. But she ends up leaving off stage, her girls, her security, whatever. And now I saw maybe two security officers, maybe three. I don't know because they all just, you know, kind of blend in sometimes. So I saw, um, you know, one, I think, walking her out, one behind her. At some point, there's a young lady that, and I'm, and I'm saying young lady because I'm being polite, but there's a young lady who walks up towards her and like throws a drink and it ends up like hitting the back of Glorilla and hitting her friend and hitting the security, you know, whatever. Now they're walking and it seems like there's really no other place for them to walk. Like they're walking up this literal long, you know, way back to the back part of the club, it seems like. Um, so the girl throws the drink and, um, you know, splatters on them, whatever. One of her friends looks like she, you know, ready to pop off and she ends up like looking like she about to throw a drink too. I can't really tell if that's what happened. Um, but the moral of the story after that is that they fired the security officer, the bodyguard, the executive protection agent, whatever they're calling themselves right now, fired him and not fired him because he let her get hit by a drink she fired him well this is this allegedly let me say that right allegedly she fired him because he didn't turn around and go fight the girl come on man what what i i don't know about y'all but that sounds crazy to me but it doesn't sound crazy to me that a client would do that Sounds crazy to me that somebody would think that that was okay, but for a client, they will ask you to do the dumbest things, the craziest things, the stupidest things, and they be like, I paid you, so I feel like you should be doing this, 
And it's just, that's not how, that's not how it works, bro. Like, I'm not about to, and he, and then he made a, a video. He made a video in response to him being fired. And he said, I'm not catching an assault charge. Whatever she paying, because I remember it's a whole joke about how much she was about to pay her assistant. <laughs> so I can imagine how less, you know, how she not really paying security top tier prices. Right. So let's just start there. She was already getting joked on for not trying to pay the security. Now, I am a Glorilla fan. I actually like her. I actually like her rise to stardom. I actually like how authentic she is, how unique. You know what I'm saying? I, I like it. I like the little hood. I liked it. I got a hood rap problem, okay? My friends know I do, but we ain't going there. This ain't that type of podcast. So, you know, I I mean, A, I got two things to say about that. Absolutely not. You should not be turning around to fight someone. Now, he said in his video, now if she had a came up on us and threw the drink in our face, now that's assault. Throwing the drink in the face. You know, we don't know. You could have hit her in the eye. Something could have been wrong with the eye. All kinds of stuff. So, yeah, we could have been able to be like, you know, this was a self-defense thing. I grabbed her and I put her down on the ground. I subdued her. You know, it could be, you know, it could be a lot of stuff. We could be saying a lot of stuff with that. I grabbed her. I subdued her. I put her down. I I incapacitated the threat. You know, whatever, whatever you want to say, all the little mumble jungle, you know, stuff you want to say. You can say that when somebody actually is facing you and throwing a drink in your face because at this point you are you are standing in my face to cause me harm. But if somebody throws a drink at you and you're walking the other direction and they got a gate in front of them and there's security behind you and in front of you, they're not really that big of a threat, little sis. So him turning around to fight a female, let's just say that, I mean, look, if you do some, like, you might get treated like, so whatever. But if you, as a grown man, as a person that got a security, a big big old bulletproof vest, you turn around and you knock some girl out at a club for throwing a drink, you definitely catching assault charges. And you definitely getting a lawsuit because in their mind, they think you making money because you walking behind Glorilla. All of that could have just been an easy come up. It could have been a lick, for real. I'm going to throw this drink, and y'all going to fight me, and I'm going to sue y'all. People do think like that. So it's our job as the operator, it's our job as security to also think like that and understand that and get our client off the X and out of the way. Now, I agree with him with all that stuff, everything. Absolutely not. He should have no, not turned around. He should have not fought no girl he should have, it's just a drink, it'll wipe off, like, keep it moving, let's get out of here before it get really crazy, because these bicycle racks only gonna hold, but so much, trust me, I worked Pride last year, and all they had was one row of bicycle racks in front of Trita, in front of Keith, and I'm like, yo, y'all need either triple bicycle racks, double bicycle racks, like, we need to make it more difficult for people to jump these racks, like, hello, but I digress on that, so, boom, Yes, I agree. He should not have turned around and he should not have hit that girl. He should not have done none of that. So he didn't. And then they end up firing him. That wasn't right, bro. Glow, that not right, Glow. I don't, you know, you may see this. You may not see this, Glow. I'm telling you that ain't right. Hire that man back because he care about you. Because guess what? As the artist, 
they would have found some way to be that to be your fault if you had to turn around and fought that girl. And I understand you got money, but them lawsuits can drain your pockets, and you don't want that. You don't want that, sis. Telling some grown man to fight some girl in the club because she threw a drink on you, you don't want that. You don't want that at all. You don't want none of those problems. That's crazy. So I agree with him on that, that he shouldn't have did that. He shouldn't have did that. Now, this is what I'm going to say. Now, I wasn't there, right? I don't know the team. I don't know the background story. I don't know nothing. So this is just me observing the camera angle that I could see. And I got to say that because I think a lot of people watch videos and they go, oh, my God, I would have, I should have, could have, could have. You don't know until you actually in those kind of situations. But people have asked me what I thought about it. So I decided to wait, not post about it, and wait till my podcast to to give my opinion. Um, I protect someone who was way bigger than me, right? And in doing so, I surround him, right? I surround him. And someone like her who would be the same size or smaller and he's bigger he could, she should have enough people where she's surrounded on all sides, right? Um, like, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, security on, like, the Chinese kind of thing, and they be, like, running on the side of the car because strength in numbers, one, of course, right, strength in numbers, but you want to be able to surround the subject. Now, check this out. When I'm surrounding this particular person with my team, I make certain members of the team turn their back towards the subject. If we're all facing the same, now every operator not going to do the same thing. Let's just say that. People might agree with me. People might disagree with me. I don't give a, I do what I do. You do what you do. This is my suggestion. So I usually have one or two people not actually facing the client. Because if we're all facing the client, if this is the client, and we're just all facing the client, all we see is the client and what's in the direction of where we're going. We don't see what's behind us. Now, of course, we hit them with the, and I do that. I walk. Sometimes I walk backwards. Sometimes I walk to the side. I need to see what's going on. I got my back to the to the, to the the wall. I'm walking sideways. Come on, let's go this way. Yep. All right. Let's keep it moving. Yep. Absolutely. Grab your wife's hand. Come on. I'm always giving directions. My little ass be out there. I don't be playing no games. But I have certain people turn towards the blind side. Because if we're all facing this way, and we, let's go. Mm, mm, mm. Somebody coming from the back, we're not going to see till the drink is poured on us. So my suggestion when you're in a situation like that and it's already hectic. See, the threat was already there because she was already doing something that they didn't like. So the threat was already there, period. She could have been one of 15 people throwing the daggone drinks. So the threat was already there. So they should have been on alert. Boom. But somebody should be covering the back. And when I mean covering the back, I mean facing the crowd so that they can see what's going on in the crowd while the other two or three operators are pulling her out of the situation, getting her off the X. And for people who are not in the game, the X is basically the goddamn threat point. If you are on a stage and you have death threats and somebody say gun and you still standing on the stage, you still standing on the X, get off the X. That's what I mean by X. So anyway, so people should have been taking her off the X. Somebody else should have been looking into the crowd. 
and them some big guys. So I use my big guys to do whatever it is I can't do or do whatever it is that would be extra for me. And I'm talking about down to catching a door. If I feel like my little arm can't catch that door, the big dude is about to catch that door. It's, uh, 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 get that door. And he catches the door with his long arm. You got to utilize what you got. If you only got two people, then they need to cover her with their bodies. Get her out. Use a jacket. Get her out. Right? People who's already throwing stuff. You can see in other videos, like, it was already boo kind of thing. So if somebody was just simply had been facing the crowd to monitor the threat, his big old butt probably could have been like, slap. And shacked that drink, like slapped it out of the, you know, now everything is not bulletproof and theory proof. And we can't say, oh, I would have did this. We should have did this. I'm just saying, as far as getting her out of there, I would have had somebody who was monitoring the crowd because the crowd is the threat. And it's a lot more of them than it was of them, you know, and it didn't look like they had club security. And that little bicycle rack might not have held, you know what I'm saying? You know, so. Celebrity security is crazy, you know. Club security, that stuff. That, man, when you're doing show security, tour security, all kinds of stuff. That stuff is crazy. And it's it's so many factors. All right, let's talk about the cigar real quick. It's not that I don't like it. But if you watched the show before, you know that I like cigars that give off a lot of smoke. I want to be like, yeah, I'm smoking a cigar. This one is giving me, and I, I, I've cut the top several times because I was like, maybe it's the top. Maybe I don't got enough pull room at the top. So there we go. There we go. Mm, there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all see that. Yeah, now y'all see it. Now it's like I'm in a smoke room, okay? Now y'all see the smoke. Now y'all see the smoke, okay? Here we go. That's the only downfall for them torpedoes. You gotta find that right angle to snap that um cap off. The notes on this, uh, very little spice, um, very foresty, like leaves. Like fall, like. Mm -hmm. Blueberry on the nose, though, but I don't taste it. So anyway, I sure wish I had my drink. That's why I need a butler. Bring, bring me the drink, Jeffrey. So anyway, so that was my take on that first viral video. That first viral video with Glorilla. Um, I don't think he should have been fired. I think they should have did a better job at monitoring the crowd while they were walking out. Um, what else I think? Um, I think you should definitely have at least four security officers. What's up, Bridget? I think you should have at least four security officers. You know, um, you need to be able to surround yourself as a celebrity. You need to have all protection on all sides. So I don't think he should have been fired. Um, there's no way for him to really prevent her getting a drink thrown on her. Um, you know, it's things like that, you know, happen in the game like that, especially if you leaving off stage and you supposed to be performing, they going to be mad. So, you know, that, that is what it is with that. Okay. Um, so the other viral video, there was another one I wanted to touch on. Mm. I don't remember which one it was. So we'll move on. And when I, when I finally remember, we'll come back 
we'll come back to it. Um, I like that ring gauge as well. It's actually becoming one of my favorite ring gauges. I am a sucker for Churchill, though. I do like those long, keep it in your mouth kind of thing. So that's um, one viral video that, um, you know, has gone crazy, um, the Glorilla video. But then there's another video. Um, this happened probably about two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, um, there was a young lady. She pulled out a firearm, and she shot a guy who supposedly was going to try to, he was trying to rob her or whatnot. Um, in Maryland, shooter went to jail. I don't know the Chicago gun laws, right? That's what you got. Um, Mike said it. Go on Instagram, look for Mike said it. You can, you know, ask him what Chicago gun laws are. But I don't really know the Chicago gun laws. But in Maryland, <laughs> they probably would have took her to jail. Um, one, she shot too many times. Like. He was a punk. He, as soon as he got hit, he became a little girl. He became little Susie from down the street who lives with both her parents in a white picket fence. And he started to scream, okay, okay, you got that, you got that. Oh, my, oh man, you shot me. She told you that she was going to kill you. She said, you know, get up off me, back up. I, I'm going to kill you. When somebody say they're going to kill you, I, I'm a believer. If somebody say, yo, I'll be back, stay right here. I'm going to go to my car. I must assume that I shouldn't stay right here because he going to go to his car and he going to come right back. Like you got to start believe people got to start believing people when they show you who they are. That's a whole nother episode, but people got to start believing people when they show you who you are. She said, I'm gonna kill you in the video. She said, I'm gonna kill you. He came at her. I don't know why. There's another part of the video where apparently there's a couple of guys, they were arguing. She interjected into the argument and decided to give her two cents and whatever, something transpired. All I know is the guy came back around and he decided he was going to, I don't know, like rob her, which was weird because she had like sweatpants on and a jacket. Like, what did you think you were about to get from her? So it was just, I don't know, maybe he didn't like what she said, but she did warn him. Um, and then he grabbed her and then she shot him and that would have been okay. Like he grabbed her and then she shot him and he didn't die. So it is deadly force, but he grabbed her, she shot, her, but then she shot again and then she shot again. And that's where she messed up, especially, especially if she was in Maryland, if she was in Maryland, we have a duty to retreat people. So in Maryland's eyes, they don't care what's happening to you at all. They absolutely do not care what's happening to you. They don't give a crap about the storyline. They don't care. They said, could you run? Well, yeah, I could run. I could just, no, 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 no. Could you run at that moment? If you could have ran, you should have tried to run because it's all on camera. And if she had a show, she tried to run and then he ran after her. That's a whole nother thing. But just shooting that man a couple of, a couple of times couple more times for good measure. I want to tell all my students and all my gun owners in Maryland that they will lock you up. You are going to jail, okay? You're going to jail. You might even go to jail if you're white. You're going to jail. You're going to jail if you shoot that many times. You're going to jail anyway if you shoot that time. That's why you need USCCA, so you got a lawyer on deck. But 
You're going to jail. You shot too many times. He was down. He was no longer a threat. You could have created space, held him at gunpoint, but shooting them multiple times. And she can't even say, oh, I shot him that many times because I was so scared. Cause She was talking the whole time. She was, I mean, she from Chicago. She wasn't playing no games. She wasn't playing any games at all with this man. She didn't care what this man had to say. Um, but shooting him multiple times. I understand sometimes there's a lot of adrenaline. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of you scared. You're doing all this kind of stuff. And you might, you know, boom, boom, boom. But that wasn't what she did. She was talk. You know how like a black mom spank you, you know? And she, I told you I was going. I said I was going like that. She was spanking him, but instead of spanking him, she was shooting him. And yeah, in Maryland, I don't know about nowhere else, but in Maryland, she would have went to jail. I don't even know what happened. I didn't actually follow the story fully. I just saw the video. People were sending me the videos. I, you know, and I just be like, sometimes I don't speak on videos that people send me because I feel like the video doesn't show the full story, and I hate not having the whole story. But I don't even care what the whole story is on this one. I don't care what the whole story is on the Glorilla video. He shouldn't have been fired. He's security. He ain't a mind reader. He didn't know she was gonna throw a, a a drink at you, but definitely he would have. He should not have turned around and fought a female in the club because she threw a drink. You're not hurt. You're not dead. You went home. This lady, you can't be spanking somebody like an old school black mom with a firearm. That's just not what you. you that's not. You can't do that. <laughs> just you can't do that. So that that I wanted to touch on. You know. You can definitely stop and incapacitate the threat as long as it's a threat, as long as you are following the laws, as long as you know the laws. So let's just go there, right? Let me, let me, you know, sometimes I'm talking, so let's just keep going out. Mm. All right. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about you carrying a gun every day, right? You got this gun, it's all cute, match your clothes. Or you got this gun, it's all cool. All your friends think it's cool, bop, bop, bop. Ah, I got something else I want to talk about. Hold on. Before I get to teaching and preaching, the basketball player that took a Snapchat video of his gun is a goddamn fool, period. That's my statement. That, he's an idiot, okay? One, because it's unnecessary. We got enough black males out there carrying little guns that ain't even cute or cool or got a high capacity. We got enough of ridiculous, retarded guns on the street and black men doing it on the street and taking pictures and posting. We got enough of those. Could we just have some really good athletes? Could you just be an athlete, sir? I, I don't follow basketball at all. But I know that he's a basketball player and that he got a sneaker. Because, see, I do follow business. And I know that Nike gave him his own sneaker. And they did this whole thing where they chiseled it out of ice. They got bling on it, gave him a charm and all that. You got real things going on. You're going to take a video and a picture or whatever with a gun that's not even nice. It's not even a good gun. It looked like one of them Cersei, Saucy, Sisters, the S-C-C-Y-Y, them little sucky guns I be telling my female clients not to buy. So we got this guy doing that. Like, bruh, it's not that serious. Just hire security, let them hold the guns. Now, on the other note, 
if you want to be a basketball player and also have guns, you can do that. As long as you have a legal firearm, you have your gun license for your state, you can collect, you got money, you can get some really nice guns. This is why he in trouble. He in trouble. He in trouble because the gun was stupid. He in trouble because you could have gone the legal way to get a firearm and you wouldn't have had to do it all sneaky on Snapchat and hold it up next to your face like a little doofus. That was dumb. I'm disappointed in that kid because you got a lot of kids looking up to you. It's like, no, I don't care about the kids looking up to you. I'm talking about you. That's just ridiculous to have done that because you definitely could be throwing away something that's way more important than whoever looked at your story of you holding that ridiculous firearm because it wasn't even a nice gun. I got to keep saying that because it wasn't even a nice firearm. It wasn't even worth the trouble that he's in. It wasn't even worth the trouble that he's in. That's ridiculous. You you in trouble right now for something that wasn't even worth it. All right. I'm done ranting about that. I don't even remember the kid's name. I can't remember his name for nothing. All right, I'm done ranting about that. But listen, I've been asked several kinds of questions this week, and I decided I was going to touch all the all the um, tea, for real, for real. Um, I was going to speak on certain things that I've been asked here on the podcast. So um, earlier today, you know, I, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a introvert with extrovert tendencies. See, this is me and my extrovert tendency. I'm on live, several different ones. I'm talking, we doing the podcast, I'm chit-chatting, I'm having a great time. When I get off this podcast, I'm going to be completely drained and I'm not going to talk to anybody for the next couple hours, <laughs> but that's just me, right? You know, Hey, my social media, my social meter you know, sometimes it's really high, sometimes it's really low. So people who know me, they do things like, hey, when you get time, let me holla at you. Or, you know, they text before they call and do things like that. So I do want to say I appreciate that. But before you text me, think about what you're going to say first. You know, think it through, you know. And if we've already talked about the situation more than two times, there's no need for me to call you. I I don't like when people text me and tell me to call them. It's it's just I'm making a public announcement. If you want to call me, just call me. If I answer, I don't know. It depends on how I feel. But if you want to call me, just call me. So I had a couple of people call me this week, and they said a couple of things, right? And they might be really mad that I mentioned it on the show, but hey, whatever. So first person um, is a student who needs a renewal, right? So we're going to talk about renewal. First student, first person is a student that needs renewal. We have talked about, um, we have talked about renewing his license probably about two or three times, okay? We've talked about pricing. We've talked about what's included. We talked about when his expiration date is. We talked about what, 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 what date I have for classes last, last month, whatever. We talked about all these things. We even, you know, we talked about it before the new year. Then we talked about it after the new year. So now he's like, call me real quick. I want to discuss business. Listen, if you're trying to get in touch with me, yes, I talk about business all the time. I'm really big on, you know, 
what I do. I love what I do. And I love learning business things. But trying to laurel, what's the word? Laurel, lure, what is the word? Anyway, trying to lure me in, there the word go. Trying to lure me in with the word business and then end up talking about something we already talked about. It's just horrible. It's just, it's a, it's, it's basically lying. And I just want to, I just want to, I just want to tell people to not do that. Okay. Just say what you guys say in the text message. Say it. Boom. Say what you guys say, which gives me an opportunity to go, hmm, Jasmine, do you feel like t- discussing this? Do you feel like talking about this right now? Is this something that you want? And I'm going to make an internal decision and then I'm going to get back to you the way I want to get back to you. But Several people this week have lured me in saying that it's about one thing and then I get on the phone and it's about something else. So that's why they get mentioned on the thing. So we got somebody who just wants to keep trying to go down on price. Let me just tell y'all this. Business cost, okay? Business isn't free. Business cost. And if business costs, then products have to cost. And if products cost, then certain products have overhead, which is a cost. Then you have gas, then you have a car, then you have, I I charge just to leave my house. Like, let's just be honest. Let's just be serious here, okay? This right here is what you're paying for, and me leaving my house is what you're paying for. So I'm going to charge for that first and foremost, okay? that That's what I'm charging for first, So once we get through that, then you have the actual cost of the products. Now, I know for sure that I'm one of the lowest costing training classes for CCW. That's what everybody calls it, but it's wear and carry and HQL. I even combined wear and carry and HQL. It's together. I don't even have two separate classes anymore. I have one class for one price because I think having an HQL class is stupid since they have changed the law. So I know that my prices our industry, below industry standard. Now, my brand manager hates that, okay? But I'm here for the people. So I'm here for the people. So that's why my price is what they are, and whatever, whatever. Dogging me out because you don't like my price. One, does not make the price go down. Two, does not make me want to do any type of business with you because trust me, I don't need it. And if you know me, you know that I hit the refund button so fast that Square had to send me an email and ask me, was something on my POS system broken? Because I will hit the refund button so fast it might make you slap your mama. I don't play with nobody. You ain't going to act a certain way. You ain't going to talk to me a certain way. Period. Okay, and trust me, this is the docile me. This is the docile me. So, uh, one, acting like you're about to talk to me about business and then it just really be about you not wanting to pay what I asked you to pay for class is ridiculous. And I need anybody else who thinks that they're about to do that to not do that because I let one person slide. I'm not letting the next person slide. You're going to get what I got to say, and I'm going to say it, and I'm going to try to say it with love, but I'm not sure that that's the way it's going to work out, right? So I had that. So let me just say, here are my prices for wear and care. If you're listening and you're not in Maryland, this doesn't pertain to you. But here are my my prices for wear and care. Wear and care and HQL are one class is $300. 
firearms, ammo, range time, eyes, ears, target, two days class, $300. Those are my prices. They're not changing unless I decide to go up, but they're not ever going down. It's 2023, people, okay? Gas is high. Gun trees high. Like, it's, it's, okay? We got 16 hours with you, okay? We got to help you with the paperwork. We got to do, do, deal with you on the range. We got to instill this. We got to still talk to you after the fact, before the fact. This is a business, people, like this, this, I know you see a lot of instructors popping up all over the place. And so you don't take it that seriously. But for somebody like me, this is actually my business. I was doing it before it became popular. I was doing it before it became easy to do it. I was doing it before the law changed. I was doing it already. Okay? So this is a business. Don't come to me with no bull crap. Because business is business. But I'm still a gangster. And I'm going to still let you have it. Okay, because, see, when I get super rich, I'm going to have somebody who's going to be doing PR so I can really say whatever I want to say. But I'm going to just tell you right now, if you're going to step to me, step to me correctly. Because I'm a, I'm a thug at heart, okay? I'm, and, and it's like when you see me starting to tilt my head a little bit and look at you like you're crazy, that's when my mouth gets a little nasty. And, I, you know, the, word, the Lord is working on me, and I'm praying over my tongue. But I'm telling you now, these dudes, they be, they be wilding out. Men say some crazy stuff, okay? Men say some crazy, especially when they think that you, you know, you got an attitude with them or, or you got something, you know, you kind of getting smart. Then they say all kinds of stuff. And I just, you know, I just, I just be like, man, this is crazy. I think owning this, this security company that has been the biggest thing for me. The biggest thing has been being in room with just just me as a female and or men working for me or men not wanting to work with me or um you know men talking down um all kinds of stuff but that has just been like the biggest like not even downfall but learning curve for me um because I don't know. I, I mean, like, if you're a business owner, I see you as the business owner. I really don't care if you're a male or female. Now, I know sometimes the way I dress make it a little salt, you know, come out you. But I've had people, like, even at my country club, at my little gun ranch country club, I've had people I've never even met say something to other people um, about me and not know that that guy or, you know, knows me. So I've really dealt with, like, this whole, I, I think this is, we're going on four years now. I'll be 35 this year in July. And so we're going on four years of business. And if I had to tell, if, if when entrepreneurs ask me, you know, oh, you know, how's it owning a security company? How's it? Or, you know, that's the first thing I think of like, yo, men say wow stuff to me, bro. And some of it is hating. Some of it is, I'm not gonna let this little girl talk to me. You know, I'm not gonna let this little girl tell me what to do. You know, so I mean, that's probably the biggest thing as far as like owning owning a business in this industry is that um it's definitely a male dominated thing but it's really not like if you think of all the security officers you've seen out in the world you've seen a good amount of female officers 
they're one step away from owning a company. It's just not that. It shouldn't be still in 2023 that hard to fathom that a, a girl owns a security company. When I say, oh, what do you do? I'm at the bar the other day. Oh, what do you do? Oh, I own a security company. Really? Uh, yeah, fool. I mean, why would I say that if it wasn't real? <laughs> you know, yeah, people, yeah, people can't respect authority. And I'm not really that kind of like, I'm not super authoritative, but I expect a certain level out of men, especially. I expect, especially male officers, I expect a certain level. Uh, if you have a background, I expect a certain level from you. And when you don't give it to me, I don't have time to baby you about it. You're not giving it to me. So I'm going to let you know, like, bro, that was dumb. That Why did you do that? That didn't. Come on now. Like, what's up? Like, uh, come on. Like, why, why are you doing that right now? Or didn't I tell you to go over there? Because some of these, some contracts, because I'm a newer company, some of these contracts, I will go and work that first day, that first week, whatever it is, get the contract up and going. So sometimes officers are working with me. You get a lot of times where some officers don't meet me personally or whatever, but a lot of times officers are working with me. And so, you know, even at one of the biggest contracts I've had, which was Pride Baltimore, I had a guy, you know, who who worked for me and it was his first time working for me. And literally another officer had to be like, yo, I don't think, like, I don't, I don't think she, she want to talk to you right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm trying to like be polite because I'm the business owner. So I'm trying to be polite, but my parents could tell you, I got a mouth on me. Okay. So, you know, even then, you know, he was in front of me, but he couldn't hold back his disdain for me being the owner of the company. Like he continued, he was getting paid by me and he continued to like, say what he would have done if he was the owner or if he this and he can do that and he can do this and it was just like but I don't care that's another thing I I this new pet peeve I have for men acting like a woman can't own a security company or a woman can't do security or run a security team is also but we don't care what you think and so while you're telling me what you would have done and should have done and could have done, I want you to also understand that we don't actually care about your opinion or thought unless we ask for it. And and that stems into a lot of things, like even on the gun range. I've had times on the gun range where I have a client and a student and whatever, and somebody just doesn't even think that I could be the instructor. So he just comes on up like, well, I think you should, you know, do this and y'all should both try da 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 and I should da 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 and da 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 and the guy cuz most most of my students, I do have a lot of female students, but I do have a, a, a way more guy students. Um, you know, and the guy had to turn around and go, that's my instructor. And and not that he had to turn around and do it, but I chose to just stare at the guy. I chose that it's a lot of noise in here and I actually don't feel like talking to you or yelling over you. So I'm just going to stare at you until you walk away. That was what I chose to do. But my student actually turned around and said, that's my instructor. Oh, oh, she is. Yes, sir. Now, could you go back to your little cubicle, please? Thank you. Go back to your cubicle. I appreciate it. I appreciate all your help. Go back to your little cubicle. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, you know, I just have a lot of that, a lot of that. Um, cause somebody asked me, 
earlier this week, um, how is it owning a security company? What's one of the things that you don't like about it? What's one of the things you do like about it? So that's that's my number one thing that I could definitely do without um, the male ego coming at me. I, you can have an ego. I just don't don't bring it to me. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about you thinking my prices is too high or whatever. When I know that you would go to another guy and you would pay double. See, that's the problem. Telling me my price too high, but going to somebody else, going to another guy, and you pay double. That's a value thing. That's not that my price is too high. That's that you don't value me in that regard. You say that my value, my evaluation of myself is too high, but we ain't on Shark Tank, and you ain't a shark, so I don't care what you guys say. That's that's the bottom line of that, right? So that's one thing that in these three years, going on four years, that's one thing that I have um, come to have a distaste for is the 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 male ego and their thought process around me being an instructor or um, owning a security company. And what's crazy is because I see these other female instructors, and there's a couple of things that differ. So the female instructors that I see, they're literally female instructors. Like I'm sure they train male and female. But their social media presence is really geared towards them training females only and teaching females how they, you know, wear the firearm under their clothes and dresses and they look good and they purdy and, you know, like there's some fine instructors out here, right? And so I feel like it's easier for them to accept that version of a female instructor than this version. And that's okay. I've been getting that all my life. I've been getting that all my life, so that's not a, you know, that's not a thing. And don't let me say that to them because they be like, oh, no, I don't care, you know, who you, who you love is who you love. Love is love. But I, your actions speak louder because I can see you reacting to them. And, oh, she's a good instructor. She is. She help. Yeah, I'm going to send my wife to her. And then, because I wear suits on the range. The way I'm dressed right now is the way I got, I got green dress pants on right now just for the podcast. So the way I dress right now is the way I dress at the range. And I think that sometimes it's a little hard pill to swallow when I show up and I'm doing um, checks on my officers. And if they haven't met me yet, it's a little bit of a hard pill to swallow when they be like, oh, you, oh, you jazz or you the owner or oh, you. And I think that's the only thing I probably never get used to. Um, It doesn't bother me. It just kind of like blows my mind. Like, what's wrong with y'all, bro? It's 2023. Like it's like it's females doing all kinds. <laughs> I w- I would stand up and show y'all. It's all kinds of women doing all kinds of stuff now, and I just think that we're a little too far in the future for people to still be acting like it's just such a crazy thing. Um, you know, for me to own a security company. Um, but shout out to those three years, man. Shout out to those three years. Um, but shout out to the people who do hit me up and don't be lying about what they want just to get me on the phone. Because <laughs> uh, that's where that came from. Like, my friend asked me, you know, what I like about being a business owner or what I didn't like about it. And that was the first thing that came to my mind. Like, people acting like they got to lie to get me on the phone, which I'm sure is true. I'm sure that you do feel like that. But you only feel like that because you be wanting stupid stuff. 
that that's the truth. The truth is you don't really be wanting nothing. And if it ain't about money, it ain't about business, it ain't about the Lord or cigars. I don't really want to hear it. I don't really want to talk about it. So that that's my little spiel on one of the things I don't like as a business owner in 2023. Um, so yeah. So that's it. Those are the viral videos that I wanted to talk about. Um, and that is the little spiel I had to talk about, about owning a security company. But like, while I'm on that subject about owning a security company, a lot of people also ask me, this is my, um, frequently asked question episode, apparently. Um, people also ask me about making money, making money as a private detective, making money as a security guard. And it's just not an easy answer. And it's not one answer either. Um, there's a lot of ways to make money as a private detective, like for real. Like my first year in business, private detective, the private detective realm paid all my bills. You know, um, the private detective lane is a lane for real. And it's an open lane and it's a lot of room for a lot of people. Um, so there's a lot of ways to make money as a private detective. There also is a lot of ways to make money as a security officer. One, you gotta get armed. You're not about to, you're not really gonna make no money if you're not armed. If you're an unarmed officer, you ain't making no money. And right now is the time. I mean, like get into a class, do it. Like COVID took security industry to a whole nother level. Um, the riots took the security industry to a whole nother level. It is time for you to become an armed officer. Um Excuse me. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of ways to make money as a private detective. And there's a lot of ways to make money as a security officer. It's just different, right? Because you could just get a job as an armed guard. You could look on Indeed and find a private detective job, too. But they're not paying you the way you would be paying yourself if you did it yourself. Um, so I'm thinking about doing like a little webinar kind of thing to break down how to make more money as a guard and how to make more. Cause the guard part is, I'll just say this, the guard part is more of a hustle. That's a whole hustle. Like you are the drug and you are the dealer and you got to push that thing and you got to make it better than what the other man's selling. And you got to put it out there. And so you the drug and you the dealer and you got to put it out there because you need to find the jobs that pay the highest, closest to your house or farther. Because I'm talking about you could do stuff where you got the military background. So you could do stuff that's overseas, right? So that's far, but it's a type of job and the type of pay and the way they pay. It's not an every two weeks kind of thing. It might be a big lump sum kind of thing, but room and board. So it all depends. Like the, the security industry is a whole hustle. You're the drug, you're the dealer. So if you're the drug and you're the dealer, you got to package it and you got to cut it and you got to make it way better than the next man. You need to make it blue magic. Like Frank, you need to make it blue magic. You need to become blue magic. And the way you become blue magic is that you do training. You get some certificates under your belt. You get some courses under your belt. You get some experience under your belt. You start putting yourself out there. You need to make a LinkedIn so people can see you. Just being on Instagram is not enough to make a real hustle in the security industry. You need to get a LinkedIn. That's like a virtual resume, right? 
I teach people how to curate their LinkedIn and do it. So that's one way. It's definitely a hustle. You need to put four different things together. And when I say four, it's like four corners. I got this corner, this corner, this corner. Because this corner do the Puerto Ricans, this corner do the blacks, this corner got the Italians. You need to all the corners. You need to put your blue magic, which is yourself, on all the corners. They got the best profit. They got the best experience. And that's how you do that, right? And I can dive into that a lot more, but I've already been around here for like an hour, right? So people always ask me how to make money. That's how you make money in the security. You can't do it just with one job, but you can't burn yourself out, right? It's got to be a, a curated hustle, a hustle with a purpose. You can't just be taking this job, taking this job, taking this job, because tax is going to eat you up and you're not actually making no extra money. Me and my dad was just talking about this. You're doing overtime, and it seems like you'll be making a lot more money, but you're actually not making a lot more money because taxes is eating you up. So you just got to do it the right way. You got to hustle smart. Don't hustle backwards. You got to hustle smart with the security stuff. You got to take those, you know, high-paying jobs, under-the-table jobs, whatever it is, but you want to get that experience. You want to get those letters of recommendation. You want to get that training. That executive prote protection training. You want to get some CCTV training. And not just because you sat in front of a CCTV. Get somebody to get you a certificate. Put this stuff on your resume. Every job you had gave you a skill, even if you don't know. I, I put on my resume that I'm good at standing because I know Old Navy taught me how to stand because they had me standing at that daggone Galleria Mall door in front of Old Navy every day to Figure out the hustle, the way to hustle the thing. Now, for a private detective, the way to make money with a private detective is a little harder because it's all in the clientele. See, that's 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 not just a corner boy kind of thing. That's you you gotta have the good clientele. So you gotta go, you gotta get creative and you gotta go into the outskirts of whatever you think that you know, and you gotta go out your comfort zone and you gotta get clients it's all in a clientele that's how you make money you make money in security through the hustle you make money with with private detective through the clientele because the clientele is that word of mouth that word of mouth so two different things so y'all just be on the lookout for me, uh, putting out a date for a um, webinar where I actually break down the exact ways I made money as a private detective and the exact ways I made money as a guard that allowed me to quit my job and start a six-figure business. Because the security jobs that I had is how I was able to start my business. I didn't have a settlement, a big lump sum. I didn't have those COVID checks. I worked and where I worked paid for me to be able to go and take take off in a business. Cause I've been broke before. So don't, you know, don't don't get it twisted. I've been I've been broke staying on people's couches. I I've I've done that that life. So I know that I don't want to go back and I know exactly how I did it the first time. And if you can do it the first time, you can double it the next time. First year you make a hundred thousand profit. Cause see, that's the thing. People are like, oh, I got, I made, I made six figures. Yeah, but do you have six figures? Cause that's the difference. Making six figures and then having six figures is different. Cause you can make the six figures, but now you gotta take out the cost of this and the cost of that and payroll and taxes and this and that. And now you got thirty k. So I know those ways where you can 
do the hustle the right way and make money as a security officer, jobs, etc., and the way that you can make money as a private detective. So I'm going to do um I'm going to do a webinar on how to make money, how to scale, how to um you know, take your business to the next level as far as being an independent um security officer, things like that, how to get yourself out there. Um a lot of people ask me that all the time. Um and I mean, I started from the bottom, bottom. I was doing security on, on at my own parties in Buffalo. And, okay, illegal guns, okay. I, I was out here doing parties, making money at the party, making money doing security. Then I got a security job, and he was under the table, so he wasn't even that great. Um, and then I was a mall cop at in Cheektowaga at the Galleria Mall. And then I just moved up and up for that. But I want to save people time. I want to tell you how to save time. I did it from the bottom to the top. I want to help you save time to where you don't even have to do all that. Let's just start you right in the middle, right where you want to be, and let's make some money. So in the in the, in the private detective stuff, I mean, some of y'all are private detectives now. You know how you found that thing in your man's phone and you didn't have his um, you didn't have his code, but you figured it out. You a private detective, period. For real. So some of us are natural private detectives, and there's a lot of money in there. I mean, I got, let me see. I mean, you could do process serving. You could charge 100 200 250 per serve, and you work two hours a day. You made 500 bucks because you did two things. Like, yo, it's money out here, and it's definitely a, a, a thing, and I definitely could teach that thing. So we're going we gonna to put some stuff together because people have been asking me this for a couple of months now, and so now I'm feeling like I want to do it, so we're going to do it. We're going to talk about it. Um, then what I want to talk about before I get off here is follow us at Industry Talk Podcast on Instagram, at Industry Talk Podcast on Instagram, at I am Jazzy CEO on Instagram, at I am Jazzy CEO on Facebook and YouTube. YouTube is where we actually stream live every week at 7 p.m. Um, Industry Talk Podcast. I don't always go on the platforms that y'all are watching it on now. Um, I just wanted to talk to y'all, so I did it. But um, if you want to see it every Monday at 7 p.m., then you got to um, subscribe, hit the like button, share it, do all that stuff. But what I wanted to say for the ladies, it is Women's Month, Women's Appreciation Month. It's always somebody's month. So Women's Appreciation Month, I have an ebook that I am going to drop tomorrow. I've dropped it privately in certain um, groups, but I'm going to put it out publicly tomorrow. It is called There Is No Such Thing as a Girl Gun, the ebook. This ebook touches on a whole bunch of things, but it's basically to educate empower and encourage female gun owners encourage you to take your self-defense into your own hands encourage you to get more comfortable with your firearm learn your firearm encourage you to train more um to know your laws to learn your self-defense and your firearm laws for your state and your city and your area this book kind of is my brain thrown onto 107 pages um of colorful ebookness okay the book is $15 and it is staying $15 because the information is definitely worth more but I know that black people don't be paying for stuff so 
It's going to stay $15. It's going to be out tomorrow. I'm going to drop it. I'm going to start teaching from it little by little on my social medias. So definitely follow me on everything. If you don't follow me on TikTok, y'all got to follow me on TikTok right now. Your girl is at 75K views on just one video. Just one safety video. I didn't hit 75K views. Mama, I made it. That video is just simply telling people how to stay safe on vacation. So if you want to learn a, a little bit more safety tips, definitely find me on TikTok at I am Jazz the CEO. I am Jazz the CEO on Twitter and everything else. The ebook, though, I tell you, I give you some things to work on at home. I give you some things to work on at the range. Um, I give a rundown of some gun laws in major cities. So if you're City's not on there. It's okay. You can hit me up and we could talk about the gun laws privately. But um, I do mention some gun laws. I got some firearm picks in there. Um, what else is in there? Um, I got some things I want you to train with at home. I kind of break down the mantis like I do on the show. Uh, let me see. Let me look at this joint. Let me look at this. Hold up. Hold up. Let me see. So, yeah. So we go over gun laws, five steps to buying your first firearm. I give you some firearm picks. I go over the ins and outs of ammo, storage, maintenance, safety, self-defense, insurance, traveling with your firearm. Because a lot of people always ask me questions about traveling with your firearm. I've taken my firearm to Texas. I've taken it to Atlanta. Traveling with your firearm is not as difficult as people think it is. Um, practice versus training, which is what last week's episode, well, the week before last week's episode was about practice versus training. So if you didn't see that episode, make sure you go back. We talk range gear, how to CCW resources, um, you know, how you feel uh, once you read the book. So I actually want to know how you feel once you read the book. Cop the book tomorrow. I'm going to drop it on all my platforms everywhere. I'm probably going to send out information to my students about it. This is for the ladies. There's no such thing as a girl gun. The ebook. if you don't know where that tagline came from, it's actually something that I made up when I started realizing that dudes always wanted to tell a girl to get a 38, get a 32, get a little six shot. And I'm like, bro, I'm walking around with a Glock 40. Okay. I don't have time for you to tell me to wear a daggone 38. I got a Glock 22 40 caliber in my waist. I'm not playing no games with y'all. And it's not just me. Other women, you can carry by and maintain and manipulate whatever firearm it is that you want to. Okay. It has nothing to do with what you think you can do. It's try it, see what you can do, and then make decisions from that. Don't let anybody else tell you what you should and shouldn't have. Okay. There's no such thing as a girl gun because every gun that you put in your hand is a girl gun. Duh. Uh, just in case you're looking in the back of me, that is my book, Zero to 35. That is still available. Check that out. That is also in my link tree on my Instagram, um, 0 to 35. That's available. That's about de-escalation, giving you 35 de-escalation tactics, tips, and techniques to use before you ever use your firearm. Now, that is really dedicated to like security and private detective, but I've had a lot of people that bought it that was like, yo, I just used one of these de-escalation tactics on my cousin at Thanksgiving. So it actually can be um used in a regular setting so don't be afraid to grab that book as well but tomorrow y'all look out on my platforms i'm going to put out my ebook tomorrow i've been holding it back i i released it privately in some groups and trying to get some feedback but i'm going to give it to the world tomorrow so 
This is the first episode without a drink, but it's okay. We had a stogie. I would like to say my end remarks about my stogie. It is not my favorite. It's not my favorite. Um, Castro Brothers Blue Ridge Torpedo. It's a little boring. It's a little boring. Yeah, it's a little boring. Sorry, sorry, Castro Brothers. This one is a little boring. Now, what's crazy is I had a Castro Brothers Blue Ridge, same cigar, but I had it in the Churchill. It was in the Churchill. And I, I enjoyed it. I had it with coffee. So I'm guessing maybe it needs a spirit with it. And it's not one of those cigars I could just smoke with some water and, and get through. Now, some cigars are, are like that. And I could do that. And some cigars aren't. So this one is not. So this one gets a thumbs down today. Now, this is a long ass episode. We had one hour and 11 minutes and 37, 38, 39, 40 seconds. But I had to get it all out. I had a lot of people asking me a lot of questions this week, and I decided I wasn't going to answer them. I was going to answer them on the podcast. So I hope they watch because I told them to watch. So, uh, yeah, there we go. That's all my feedback for the viral videos. Shout out to our sponsors. Thank you for sponsoring uh, Industry Talk Podcast. Uh, Make sure y'all click the links inside the descriptions check those out get you some training gear um get you the ebook it's also in the um description as well and i will see y'all next monday same place same time i'm out